Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company, challenging the status quo and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of innovative craft brews and non-alcoholic options, it's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with NPR Music's Letitia Harris. Hey, Letitia. Hi, Robin. Good morning. Good morning. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out now on January 14th, starting with FKA Twigs and her latest. It's called Capra Songs. Let me tell you something. Yeah, that can wine, but yeah, that can dance. And I'm just meaning like... She just let, lets herself be free and so expressive and just don't give a fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, there's nothing more sexier than that. This is FKA Twigs. Her new mixtape is called Capra Songs. This cut we're hearing from it is called Poppy Bones. Leticia, this is a record she began talking about and teasing more than a year ago. It's finally here, and it's incredible. Yeah, it. this is a phenomenal mixtape. I think it's a really strong pivot for Twigs. You know, her earlier material is shrouded in this veil of fantastical sensuality or, you know, melancholy introspection, whereas Capra Songs is a straightforward desire to make fun music for people she loves. And I think compared to her last release, Magdalene, this mixtape feels like a very natural follow-up and optimistic companion, or where Magdalene is mournful and reflective, Capra Songs is triumphant and external. And, you know, even in her personal life, there was a moment in time in between the two releases where Twigs had to pick herself up and remind herself of her inner life. And I feel like this shines through really strongly on her mixtape. Yes, she was coming out of an abusive relationship and the lockdown and isolation. And she just creates this beautiful world of sound that you can get lost in. I love all of the the ambient sounds and conversation snippets that she sprinkles across this record. She's got all these really cool interludes, and I want to play one called Track Girl Interlude. Uh, we recording because this is good. Mode, like... Fuck mentality was my type. A sense of protection, that's what it mm. gives me. That's what I connect it with. But I have to be sexually attracted to you though. So one of the things you hear on these interludes is her reconnecting with friends and and collaborators, which she said was a really big part of her, her healing process after going through that painful period. Yeah, I think that with this attempt to reconnect with old friends and have 
while kind of having to do it in lockdown. It could be this weird, awkward kind of thing, but she's really natural with it. And even with all the cyber club rat <laughs> sonic elements, the narrative clips and interludes of friends and collaborators gassing twigs up um, and reminding her of her worth really ground the project in love and community, which I really appreciate. It feels more intimate than other projects, even with mm. something as like deeply personal as Magdalene. Like this feels like a very intimate shredding of persona. The whole mixtape kind of seems to ask, like, what does a world where Twigs is at her most vibrant and in tune with herself sound like? And it's really celestial, thumping, club banger sound that's more hyperpop friendly and more like just overstimulating, but in a way that doesn't feel like overwhelming, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. It is a phenomenal record. And, you know, it's only January. It seems silly to say this, but I'm sure we'll be talking about this at the end of the year. You know, the Jasmine Sullivan record last year came out in January and ended up being NPR Music's number one album of the year. So anything can happen. The new one from (laughs) FKA Twigs is called Capra Songs. Thanks so much, Letitia. Thank you for having me, Robin. All right, another big release out today that we're loving comes from the rapper Earl Sweatshirt. It's called Sick. This is Earl Sweatshirt back with a new album called Sick. This song is God Laughs. And uh, back to talk about this one is WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? Earl Sweatshirt, this is his fourth studio album. He's all of 27 now. I think he was like 19 when he put out his debut, Doris, back in 2013. Yeah. And um, the whole theme of this record summed up in the, in the title, Sick, a collection of songs really informed by the pandemic that we've all been living with for almost two years now. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently, Earl actually made an entirely different album before the pandemic, and he scrapped it all in favor of this one. He wanted to, as he said, lean into the chaos and and make something that really reflected this moment. And he's perfect, uh, in my estimation, he's like the perfect MC to do this. He has this great power to detail not only his own interior world, but also he's really good at this vivid accounting of the world around him. You know, so you have all of this imagery and like these bright, striking insights, but then these beautiful, heartbreaking, like little private insights, and it's all flying everywhere. It's a gorgeous record lyrically and, and thematically. Yeah, I mean, he notes people are angry and they're isolated and they're fed up. And I think in that way, it felt to me like he's not just speaking about the pandemic, but to the broader idea of how sick the country is. 
You know, like it's not just the virus, but everything that's been happening. Yeah, I can I can hear that. And there's there's this a strain that's going through a lot of contemporary hip hop, but a lot of contemporary music and art in general. This idea that the foundation that this country rests upon is sick and it's off. And, you know, when events like a pandemic or even, you know, natural disasters, it it really just exposes the underlying contradictions of the society that we live in. And, And it a lot of the music that even if it doesn't speak to that specifically, there's like a general like emotional malaise. That yeah. the music expresses, and and Earl is as a master at that. Sick is the album from Earl Sweatshirt. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. All right, let's do one more album before we take a quick break. This is from the band The Lumineers. Their latest is called Bright Side. Where we are, I don't know where we are, but it will be okay. Driving in the rain, what was that? Calling out your name, staring at the ceiling, fan and feeling far away. Leaning on the reasons like it wasn't even fair, what was that? Driving in the rain, what was that? This is The Lumineers. Their new album is called Bright Side. The song we're hearing from it is Where We Are. And NPR Music contributor Serena Turos, back to assure us that everything's going to be all right. I hope so, Robin. (laughs) This song and this whole record just left me feeling so uh, hopeful. Yeah, it's been interesting because this year, I think, marks a decade since The Lumineers came out with their debut album in 2012. And recently there's been kind of a re-examination of this genre that they helped make so popular, which has been kind of like maybe cynically called stomp, clap, hey. Um, yeah, it's just a lot, a lot of sing-alongs for sure. Yeah, and I think time hasn't necessarily been super kind to that wave of music. I mean, our popular music landscape now is so, so different from that. Like hip-hop is definitely the largest genre. And so you kind of think where in our music landscape does this sort of acoustic-driven, anthemic, campfire sing-along music live? And I think we still need hope. Like, that that hasn't gone away. And so when you think about how cynical a lot of modern music is, the way that pop artists like Billie Eilish have gone in a darker direction, I think there's always going to be desire for just straightforward really great, craft-worthy singer-songwriter music. And I think they really delivered on this one. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not immune to a little cynicism. And (laughs) when I first put put the record on, I was, you know, there's a part of me that was thinking, "Eh, do we need more beardy, clappy, sing-along songs? And But my God, every track has at least one super grabby hook, you know, a particularly memorable moment, an infectious moment. I kept waiting for the album to become background noise while I was listening, and it just demanded my attention and such a beautiful uh, and really, I think, affecting wistfulness in these songs. It, it just settled in my bones in such a wonderful way. Yeah, it brought back a really great memory. I think the Lumineers were one of the last few bands we saw play the Tiny Desk before the office shut down in 2020. Mm. And seeing people at that concert was was kind of incredible that a decade on that stomp clap hey for the Lumineers wasn't a gimmick. It's it's what they do best. And there's a lot of heart and emotion in it. It's it's pretty great. Bright Side is the album from the Lumineers. And Serena, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about the new Lin Ying album. We've also got new ones from Corday and Bonobo. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu with Black Twitter, A People's History from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, Black Twitter, A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, A People's History premieres May 9th, streaming on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox streaming acclaimed original series you won't find anywhere else. With powerful performances from Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, Bella Ramsey, Matthew McFadden, and more. Streaming at BritBox.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit SAATVA.com slash NPR and save an additional $200. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on January 14th. We start the second half of the show off with the producer and DJ Bonobo. His new one is called Fragments. This is Bonobo. His album is called Fragments. The song we're hearing from it is called Rosewood. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody is back for this one. Tariq. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. I'm wondering what you thought when the beats first drop on this record early on, because, oh my God, the grooves, I just, they cut so deep. Yeah, it was like when I first heard this, and I couldn't place it, but it just gave this gospel spiritual Mm. energy 
to the track. Uh, Bonobo is just this amazing producer. He's worked with artists like Eric Badu, who he mixed tracks for like Michael Kiwanuka, Gorillas, and London Gra- Grammar. And this record could be his crossover electronic record, which mm. I can definitely hear on tracks that feature like some of his collaborations, like Kaja Bonet and Jamila Woods. So Bonobo is, is otherwise known as Simon Green, and I was mm-hmm. reading about all the things that he'd been dealing with leading up to this album. And yeah, not, oh, yeah. Not just the pandemic. Yeah, he, he was stuck in the U.S. I mean, he couldn't get back to U.K. because of COVID and visa issues. And like, imagine being stuck and can't visit your family. Even before the pandemic, he lost both of his parents. And then, like you mm-hmm. said, he's stuck in the country in California where all the wildfires yep. there made it seem like the world, the whole world was really burning. And he's just exhausted and he's strung out. And... I don't know. You listen to this record and it doesn't feel apocalyptic to me. You know, I mean, it it really made me feel just, I mean, it's had so much life in it. It just makes you want to move. It felt like therapy. Let's put it that way. Mm, That's a good way of putting it. It felt like, it felt like healing. That's what it felt like. Listen to songs like Counterpoint. It's just straight instrumental, but it felt like winter with the keys and production and just felt like just enjoying even though winter's cold and brutal but it was like the calm of winter after a snowfall that's what it felt like it felt therapeutic yeah and then day by day which is surprised like what i think a lot of us are doing right now is living day by day with kaj who's another one of my favorites like i have been going through the last two weeks deep depression and like Mm. just listening to that day by day is like you know just wake up each day and take your time yeah for sure i i don't always need that four on the floor but I was mm-hmm. in the car when I first put this on, and man, when the beats dropped, it, I, I literally <laughs> said out loud, yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different type of dance music. Those tracks of Tomo and uh, Rosewood, which you played, they listed a kind of different kind of dance energy. Yeah. Not like a typical you know, house jam. It's like an a, a energy of like, I'm dancing and get out the evil spirits. Fragments is the new album from the producer and DJ Bonobo. And Tariq, let's talk about one more record before you go that's out today. It's from the rapper Corday. It's called From a Bird's Eye View. Conversations getting complicated, I could tell ya. Uh, 15 was in them handcuffs with paraphernalia. I grew up in them trenches, boy, your house had wine cellar. If anybody ever had a problem, gave them hell. I got my auntie, brother's daddy, cousin, backstage passes. Everybody celebrating with their champagne glasses. I'm just sitting full of pain as I'm touring the country. Thought the stress-free life was gonna come with the money. I got my head up in the clouds, living off daydreaming. Still high up off a of life, I know my light ray beaming. Got about the river, nigga. Now I'm straight mainstreaming. Flowing heavy. Remember, Uncle drove his Chevy on his wrist. Was a stolen Roly Prezi. Couldn't tell him shit. Arrogance is deadly in the moment. Damn, he relished it. Matching chain embellished it. Drug dealer dreams with prison nightmares. Was tight red. And if the shoe fits, I'll buy the right pair. This is Corday. His new album is From a Bird's Eye View. The song we're hearing from it is Champagne Glasses. Uh, Tariq, he's a rapper who grew up in Maryland, and I love that part of his origin story is that he worked at a TGI Friday's restaurant (laughs) to put himself through college before his music blew up. This is his second studio album, and it's a follow-up to 2019's The Lost Boy. I I just want to say, you know, there's this weird division in in hip-hop between, like, the older generation and younger generation. Mm, Yeah. You probably noticed. 
And I love Corday. I love a lot of these young artists. And I feel like we're not generally not feeling giving them an opportunity to like create and be themselves. We like want to force them to be something we are familiar with. Mm. And I feel like Corday is an artist that bridges that generation. Yeah. Those generations, right? Yeah. He he can talk to the younger creatives and, and generations and really can also relate his lyrics, his storytelling can also relate to the people who grew up with Tribe Called Quest and Dela and all those and Kendrick Lamar. I guess the best way to call him, I call him a multi-generational rapper. Yeah, I think part of the 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 appeal to different generations comes from the fact that he has such a, a vast range of vibes and moods mm-hmm. and sounds, you know, it's sly and it's sexy. It's defiant, you know, like you said, there's a yep. lot of swagger, but it's also humble, you know, like yes. one minute he's bragging about all of his accomplishments, <laughs> you know, but then the next he's talking about nothing but gratitude. Like on the song mm-hmm. today, he says he's just glad his credit card wasn't declined, you know, <laughs> but then on a yeah. song like Super, he's he's spitting bars about how awesome and untouchable he yeah. is. Yeah, that's why I love him so much. And then... The other song I like, Want From Me, which is this funky, chill vibe, just it has this kind of 80s little bit of R&B vibe to it. There's like biblical references about relationships of all types. And then the line, he does a Fresh Prince reference of like, ain't no Uncle Phil without Aunt Viv, you know? <laughs> From coming to like a lyric on Super, where it's last night I was texting Jack Dorsey, that's the perks you get from being super dope. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I love his play with words. And this album was inspired to his, from his trip going to Africa. And he went on a whim because it was calling to him. Mm. This whole album was uh, about his, inspired by his trip and also inspired by his late grandmother as well. He really just knows how to tap into humanity, I think, in his yeah. songs. And I think the range that he shows just in how he views himself and his own place in the world is really just human nature. I mean, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's true of anybody. You, No one is any just one thing, you know, in one minute you're loving yourself uh, and thinking you're pretty amazing. And the next you're just grateful to be around. And that's why I say like we older generations need to just respect the younger generation because like we've all been there. Yep. Corday is the artist, the rapper. His new record is from a bird's eye view. Thanks, Tariq. I appreciate you. Thank you, Robin. It's always a pleasure. We've got one more album that we want to play for this week's show, but there are a handful of other notable releases out now on January 14th that I want to tell you about. Starting with Cat Power, Sean Marshall. She's back with a new collection of cover songs. It's called Covers. Elvis Costello and the Imposters have a new one out today called The Boy Named If. The Boy Named If from Elvis Costello. There's a new collection of rarities and B-sides from Broken Social Sing that's called Old Dead Young. Old Dead Young from Broken Social Sing. And the Brighton duo known as Blood Red Shoes is back with a new album today called Ghosts on Tape. All that music out now on Friday, January 14th, along with this last album that we want to play for you from the singer Lin Ying. It's called There Could Be Wreckage Here. Don't look too hard 
This is the singer Len Ying. Her new album is called There Could Be Wreckage Here. The song is called Faith. This is her debut album. And Serena, for people who don't know Lin Ying, maybe just start with a little bit of her background. Yeah, Lin Ying is a singer-songwriter from Singapore, and she actually got the attention of a couple electronic music producers based on some of the covers that she put on YouTube early on in her career. Uh, I know she covered Blood Bank by Bonnie Vare. Mm-hmm. And you can actually, I think, hear that influence so much on this record in the way that she stacks her vocals and is interested in like vocal production. Mm. I mean, th- this record actually reminds me a lot of an, of an album we both loved last year by Dodie. I think mm. at its core, Lin Ying is, is a singer-songwriter. Uh, so much of her work is built around piano, and she's really just elevated her songcraft with this great production that's really lush and intricate and surprising. And I feel like the colors are constantly changing in a way that keeps my ear fresh. And she has such a great, like, crystalline voice. I can totally see why an electronic music producer would have been immediately drawn into her sound. Yeah, crystalline is the exact word I have written down here in my notes as I was listening. It is the most crystalline voice I've heard in a while, and she does layer it so beautifully. I think Dodie is a good reference. I hadn't thought of that. And Bon Iver. The songs have some really nice turns. I love how they evolve, and the arrangements are subtle and surprising at the same time. I don't know. I think she makes it all just really captivating. Yeah, and especially I love kind of a shorter record. I immediately, Mm. as soon as it ended, I was like, we got to play it again. And I think she has such a great ear for vocal melody. I was, you know, singing along to the chorus by the second listen, for sure. Yeah. What is she getting into thematically on the record? It seems to reflect a good bit on the ways that you can find happiness even in your darkest hours. Yeah, and almost, I think, it kind of feels like second-guessing yourself when you look up and realize everything's okay, but for how long is it going to last? And I think mm. that's what the title speaks to. There could be wreckage here of this kind of like paranoia when when you're happy. And I mean, especially in the world we're living in right now, I think it's hard to, to capture moments of joy and knowing that they're fleeting and exist in this complicated matrix of misery. And I think... <laughs> Uh, a lot of, of this misery. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of this record is about like the push and pull of interpersonal relationships and yeah. how much we have to give up of ourselves and what we can demand in return for people to love us. And I found that really compelling. Uh, Lin Ying made such a nuanced record about what it feels like to go through the hurricane of modern times right now. There Could Be Wreckage Here is the record from Lin Ying. Thanks so much, Serena. Thank you, Robin. 
And that'll do it for our first New Music Friday of 2022. As always, you can listen to full versions of the songs we featured on this episode, along with a bunch of singles that dropped this week, in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR and Apple Music or Spotify. You can also listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter to keep up with the latest from NPR Music. You can find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines is passionate about empowering other small businesses. In the last several years, there are more business owners than we can count. Businesses are opening up quite frequently. And I think that shows the need, the dreams, and the desires of the community to have the independence and to have the financial freedom that's important to them. The reason why it's so important to me to be out there to share information and to educate the community is because I know that a dream doesn't always help you to be successful. You need the competency, you need the wisdom, you need the knowledge. That's where we come in as State Farm agents, our ability to be able to teach over 100 years of experience in this world to say, hey, we got you. You got this and we got this. Let's do it together. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mass Mutual. The Financial Educators Council says 39% of Americans don't have someone to go to for financial advice. But you can plan for the short and long term with someone backed by 170 years of financial expertise at MassMutual.com.